Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. I'm so grateful that you are here joining us, and, and that is that is correct. That, that is a plural uh, pronoun here, and I'm very grateful that, that I have one of my favorite school leaders, one of my favorite leaders uh, here with us that I've known for, for quite some time, and, and I'm grateful to have Bobby Policino here with us. He is the head of, of upper schools for Bullis School in, in Potomac, uh, Maryland, which is kind of near my, my old stomping grounds. I, mm -hmm. I, I went to school and did my grad and undergrad in Washington, D.C., and uh, I know I know that area very well. Uh, Bobby is also the author of, of a great book, which came out of the Road to Awesome uh, publisher, Darren Papard, and, and that is The Prince, Principal Leader. And I, I was very honored that Bobby asked me to endorse this book. And I'm also honored that Bobby has agreed to be on uh, the Principal Liner Notes podcast. So Bobby, welcome, my friend. Sean, thank you so much. Excited to be here. Really appreciate the work that you do for educators around the world and leaders and just excited to chat with you today. Well, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of ground to 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 cover and uh, <laughs> I know in the pre uh pre uh podcast uh, conversation that I do with guests, we were we were doing a little bit of uh principal uh commiserating and uh <laughs> And 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 also some celebration as well because there sure. there, there is great ag agony and ecstasy uh, to to the gig as 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 being a a, a principal, and um, so it was good to kind of like talk shop with you a little bit and 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 to trade some ideas and thoughts and so we'll, we'll keep that that conversation going here. So so I I guess maybe just uh you know for for starters um what led you to arriving at uh, the writing of, of Principled Leader? Sure. Uh, I had no aspirations to go into education. Uh, I After college, I'd taken a, a college coaching job at the University of Delaware. Uh, and two weeks into that job, I got a phone call from a, a teammate's older brother. Uh, they were in need of a biology teacher at a boarding school in Virginia. Again, I'd never thought about doing that. Uh, talked to the head coach at the time uh, at Delaware, and he said, you know, go down there, interview if you like it, you know, try it out for a year, see if you want to coach high school and teach high school. If not, come back and I'll, I'll have a job on the staff for you. So it was very kind of a coach up there in Delaware. Um, and I fell in love with teaching. I really enjoyed it right away um, and sort of just was on this path of a teacher coach and really enjoyed it. Didn't have uh, leadership aspirations, so to speak, in the traditional way, um, outside of being a leader in a classroom and on the field, um, and uh, found myself in, with an opportunity to be dean of students and assistant principal, and, and then this principal role, and I, I realized pretty quickly, um, you know, the old adage of what got you here won't get you there, and mm -hmm. so I just started listening to podcasts and, and reading more books and reading more articles about what good leadership looks like, what good leaders do, um, and just created this, this Word document that I was just sort of putting together to hold myself accountable, just because I felt my first year was a failure from my perspective as a principal. And um, so I was just working on this Google Doc for my own growth and development, 
Uh, and then uh, March of 2020 hit and we were all uh, sent home. You know, we thought for maybe a week, two weeks, maybe a month, but it would turn out to be a lot longer. Um, and so I found myself with a lot of time. I have three children. Um, I'm fortunate to have them at school with me. Um, so I, I wasn't getting them up anymore. I wasn't making breakfast. I wasn't getting them out the door. So all of a sudden I had an hour and a half every morning before sort of online school started. And I thought, let's go back and revisit this and see what this Google Doc might be. And so I used uh, the spring and summer of 2020 to put all of this together um, and was very fortunate to connect with Darren and wrote his Road to Awesome team and, and sign a publishing deal. And uh, the book was released uh, in December of 2022. So um, felt really fortunate uh, to have the time and then to connect with Darren. Wow, that uh, that is quite a unique journey. I, I'm always interested in um, the behind the scenes, uh, if you will, of, of books and albums and and movies, and I'm always yeah. intrigued at at the at the creative uh, process. Um, you know, one of the things, and and you know, in in the book, um, and we talked, and actually, we we, we talked a little bit at the um, in the pre pre podcast conversation about uh, about lessons, mm -hmm. uh, I talked, you know, we I, I shared with you. You kind of shared a lesson that that uh, that you've kind of held true to as as a leader, and I would love for you to, to 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 talk about that, and then and then maybe we can get into some of the leadership lessons from principal leader. But but I, if you could. Um, I'd love for you to to kind of share uh, that that lesson that 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 you imparted to me, which got yeah. me down a, a whole great rabbit hole of thinking about a leadership lesson from my dad and 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 all that. Yeah, well, I think there's there's two parts to what I had shared. The one, you know, or the question to me was, um, when are you going to realize you're on the other side of the table? Um, and you know, I had responded, I'm not. You know, just because, again, I had never thought I'd be down this path and and always wanted our, our teachers and and students and families to feel supported by me. And that it wasn't um, a negotiation across a table. Um, but the other part of that, as I said, that on the one hand was a question from that same boss around, um, do you have your finger on the pulse of your of your faculty? And I said, no. And I said, it's not because I don't care. I said, it has a lot to do with my upbringing and, and my experience. Uh, my, my dad was a Vietnam vet. He was wounded in Vietnam, was in the United States Marine Corps. Um, you know, so for our house, feelings weren't always the most important. You did what you were supposed to. And for me, you know, I just expected teachers to do what they're supposed to, regardless of how they feel. Um, and that's not a way to lead. That's not a way to support people. And so I had to step back and, and take a look at that and realize if, if I'm going to sit here and say this isn't transactional and I'm going to sit here and say it's not going to be across a table and negotiation, but it's actually going to be a relationship, then I have to actually live that. And I have to start making deliberate choices uh, about the words that I use, um, my body language, uh, my conversations, my tone, all of those things. And that was really sort of a, a page turner for me. Um, and was glad that I'd, I'd had that opportunity to reflect on that in the moment. It's sort of why I, I picked the quote from Zeno at the, for the introduction yeah, of the book, right? I made a prosperous voyage when I suffered a shipwreck. <laughs> and ah. I think that's part of my first year was that shipwreck. 
Yeah. I mean, when, when, you know, often when we, when we talk about um, in, in the gig of education, we talk about that first year um, as, as, as a teacher, we all, we all have those, those moments, Yeah. but what, what, what's often, um, and I know, I know Todd Whitaker, uh, has, has talked about this in in his great book, What Great Principals Do Do Differently. Mm-hmm. Talked a little bit about his first year yeah. as as a principal, and those are stories that that often don't get shared. Uh, the first year as 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 a principal, there are things looking back on my first first principalship and, and first year that that I'm like, oh man, I, I can't believe I did that, or I said right. that, or or I reacted or or responded in that way. And and the Zeno quote is 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 such an apropos uh, beginning, but but to circle back just a little bit, Bob, you mentioned how it's important for us as leaders to to keep our finger on the pulse of things. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some of those 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 things that you do as 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 the leader as the head of upper school? Um, what, what are those things that you do, you know, may, maybe they're habits or routines or rituals um, that you have to do to keep, to, to kind of keep yeah. a finger on the pulse of the faculty that you you serve? Well, I think it, it starts with ourselves first. And I, you know, I think um, so many of us in education got into this field to serve others and to give back and oftentimes at our own detriment, whether it's mm-hmm. um, with our own families uh, or with our own health and well-being. Um, and and uh, I appreciate the fact that so many of us now in this field and in others realize that if we're not taking care of ourselves, you know, we cannot be of service to others. Right. Um, and so I would say that has been a key part for me um, because this idea that uh, you have to be able to manage the internal if you want to be able to manage the external. You know, so what are you doing for yourself? You know, I, I enjoy seeing your uh, your Twitter posts of your uh, your inner peace you're getting at the gym uh, right. when you put those out. Uh, and so for me, it, it starts with a, a personal morning routine um, where I'm up at 4.30 um, to do my exercise, whatever that may be, uh, whether it's biking, running, training jujitsu, uh, lifting weights, um, and then a breathing routine, and then a meditation routine. Uh, and then I follow that up with um, a daily journal entry. And so by the time I'm in the car heading to school, I am focused, I am centered, I know where I need to be, uh, and I can then be of service to my team to then see what's happening. And so from that point on, once you get to school, then it's about your calendar, right? You show me your calendar, I'll show you your priorities. And so Mm -hmm. on my calendar every day is going to be when I'm walking the halls, visiting classrooms, wherever it may be. And uh, my assistant knows and she'll ask sometimes, hey, your walkabout, somebody needs to see you. It looks like this might be the only time. And I'll say, let's see if they can do it later because I I need to keep that. You know, if it's urgent, obviously I'll have the conversation. But if it's not urgent, um, you know, I also talk about the tyranny of the urgent, you know, versus the important um, what's important to me is getting into classrooms, you know, seeing the kids in action, seeing the teachers in action. Uh, so making sure that I'm doing that, making sure I'm regularly um, attending our assemblies, our athletic contests, our art performances. Um, it's been important to me over the years to stay in the classroom. Uh, it, it's been difficult in this role. And so I've sort of taken on more of a, a relief pitcher role. 
you know, when things happen, we had a teacher uh, step out mid-year. And so I went in and took over the public speaking class. Um, this past year, we had a new DEI director who was going to teach a leadership course, which I've taught before and decided he and I would co-teach it, you know, to provide some different nice. perspectives and lenses. And uh, so that was important, you know, during our hybrid COVID year, it was important I wasn't in the classroom so that when whoever called out sick when they needed to, which was on a daily basis, right? I mean, that's just the way it was. I could go and sub or, or be in a classroom if needed. So um, I think those are some ways to do it is, you know, sort of the, the leading by walking and, and being visible and being present. Um, and then also, you know, having weekly meetings with my direct reports. So making sure I'm meeting with my grade level deans, our academic dean, uh, meeting with our counselors, our learning specialists, and just say, you know, what's going on? How are things? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Where do you need support? Um, and being really mindful in those meetings of allowing the team to bring the agenda to me. I've always said, this is not my meeting. This is not my agenda. It's your meeting and you set the agenda for us because I'm just here, you know, to be that support person. Um, and I've also been clear in those meetings too, that, hey, if something comes up that I have to address, if I need to give you some, some critical feedback, uh, I'm not going to do it in that meeting. I'm going to set aside a different time to have that conversation because I want this one to just be about you, what you need, what you're seeing, uh, you know, you providing me with the information I need so that I can help you and, and help the school as a whole. That's a powerful routine. And, and I love how you've connected it to that peace and balance, because that, that's my thing as well, Yeah, that, that you've got to, in, in order to be effective and in and, and order for you to, to be fulfilled, you got to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, you, you hear the old adage that, that folks in the medical profession aren't very good patients, right? Well, leaders, we're, we're, we, you know, sometimes we're, we're not good at what, what we profess, right. Yep. And, and what we proclaim, uh, you know, we tell, um, you know, the folks we serve family first, you know, take care of you. And we don't always, I know that I haven't always followed uh, my own advice. Right. And, and I think the older I get in this gig and the longer I get in this gig, the more I realize kind of, kind of to your point, you've got to take intentional time to fill your own bucket. You've got mm -hmm. to take intentional time to do that. And, and, and I also love how you, you, you shared, Hey, show me your calendar. I'm going to show you your priorities. And, and, and that in time has to be intentional to be present, to be yeah. visible. Um, I'm, I'm excited about this upcoming year um, in that I, um, as, as much as I can try to stay out of the principal's office uh, for, for a couple of reasons, one, to be visible and present, but, but I also sure. spent so much time in the principal's office as a kid <laughs> um, then, then I get a few flashbacks, man, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but, but, um, I've, I've moved my office actually off of a room off of the media center and, and, and I'm really downsizing that space. And I'm also sharing that space with a colleague and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and man, all I need is, 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 a, is a good pair of, of, of shoes, uh, running shoes to keep moving and, and my laptop and a plug close by and, yep. and uh, you know, the school becomes the office. And I think that's important for leaders 
to do that at any level, to be present, to be visible, but also you have to schedule that intentional time. So you, you actually, you mentioned walkabout. So that, that is in your calendar yep. um, that, that you have intentional time to, to be present. You're not supervising, you're not evaluating, you're not doing a, a quick walkthrough. I'm just here. Yep. Well, and I use, I do usually send a quick email to the teacher after, and, and I put an email out before, Good. you know, it's middle of September before I start, let everybody get comfortable I'll put an email out and say, hey, you're going to see me popping in. Now, I want to see the work our kids are doing. And I also want to see you sort of in your element. Um, and I'll just follow up with a brief, you know, three to five sentence email. Hey, it was I really enjoyed seeing this lesson on Hamlet, the way you had the students reading and engaging, well, you know, with what was happening there. Or, you know, it was it was great to see the lab and the students were really engaged and, you know, and being specific with that feedback. Right. Not just you know, I enjoyed what I saw today, but what did I actually see that aligns with what we're saying we do as a school? Because that's what's so important is that you are actively living your mission and your vision as a school. So those walkabouts are in, in your ways, your, 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 it's your entry point into, into making sure that vision and mission is, is sustainable and living. Right. And you're echoing, echoing that in some way in the feedback. Now, the other thing I want to ask you about um, with the meeting. So, so you, you literally, if you're, you're in a meeting, it's, there's no agenda. You, 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 you don't set the agenda. It's you're asking folks to build the agenda. Is that something that is prior if, to, or that's, so that's middle for, of, or how do you do yeah, that? Yeah. Move? <laughs> so that's for my, my one-on-ones that I have weekly with, with, so I have four grade level deans. Um, and an academic dean and meet with each of them individually weekly. And I'd say, so for 30 minutes and say, you set the agenda for that meeting. So for our full faculty meetings, I'm setting the agenda. Um, there's gotcha. another weekly meeting I have with our learning specialists, our counselors, our grade level deans, um, where we meet to talk about kids that we have concerns about, you know, and maybe maybe a, a counselor heard about um, a cancer diagnosis that, a, you know, and of a family member, or maybe, um, you know, there's a student that has uh, another challenge that they're facing, whatever it may be, um, where we're just having a conversation. Okay, who's the point person for this and who's going to take the lead on this? And so for those, for that meeting, the folks that have the specific concerns about students, they're putting them, they're making that agenda. So I'm just sort of facilitating that meeting um, and just saying, hey, here's where we are. It, it's been interesting because as we've grown as a school, the number of people in there have grown. And I've had to, to change the approach a little bit because, you know, I, I like the sort of Amazon idea. If, if two pizzas can't feed the meeting, there's too many people. And I have, I have 15 people in this meeting. So two pizzas is going to be tight. Uh, unless I do the old double cut like used to for a kid's party. Yeah. Um, but that's true, man. I mean, you're, you you nailed it. I mean, yeah, that's I, I've never thought of it that way, but that that is true. <laughs> so in that meeting, what I had to say was like, listen, um, if you don't have something to bring up, that's OK if you don't bring it up. Like, Don't feel like you have to speak for people to think you're doing your job. Mm -hmm. So if the ninth grade dean has no students of concern for the entire group. Maybe they're having some of their side conversations. Maybe they've had some talks with me, but if they don't need to bring it up because it's not a school 
sort of wide issue, don't bring it up. And no one in here is to judge anybody if they don't have a student to talk about. Gotcha. Because otherwise, we 55 minutes, if you have 15 people in a meeting, if everybody spoke for four minutes, you're out of time already. You're already at 60. So, you know, we have to be mindful of um, how we use our time uh, and, and how we're offering suggestions, ideas, advice, and, and what we're saying. You know, I think about, um, gosh, I can't remember uh, his name is comedian. Um, and he was talking about the lesson he learned with his third wife. And he said, before he responds to her, he says, do I need to say this? And do I need to say it right now? Ooh. Right. Just sort of stopping to think about that. Ooh. Right. And I think sometimes in a meeting, we might feel like we want to be heard. So we want to say it, but someone else around the table who maybe doesn't have your leadership role might have the same. Give it space. Give it time. See if somebody else can say what you want to say, especially if you have a question about someone's idea, because you asking a question can create an environment where, all right, well, Bobby doesn't like it, right? He asked a question, so that means he must not like it. So now nobody else is gonna offer support. So really being intentional about how often you are leading a meeting that you're speaking and what comment you're making about what's been said. Mm. That's powerful. That really is. I, I, I'll, we'll, we'll have to figure out if, if, for those of you who are tuning in, who know who that comedian is, if, if Bobby and I can't figure it out between <laughs> uh, the time of, of uh, the end of the, our, our conversation, let us know. Um, so in the principal leader, which, which I, I, I tell you, there, there are many takeaways I have from this book. And, and there are many things that have, have really resonated from me. One, one thing I would say is the book is like you it, it's it is a, it, 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 it it your authentic voice mm -hmm. you know as, as i read as i read this book i'm like man this is just like talking to bobby um because <laughs> for better or worse it, well you know for better and and <laughs> and uh and and i had forgotten you know too that that you you um you do have a coaching background and there's a little bit of that kind of feel that I get like I'm in a huddle with you or I'm I'm in the locker room with you and <laughs> and, uh, and 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 we're down you know however many points or or whatever it is and 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 you're rallying leaders you're rallying um I, I felt very much rallied in this book and uplifted in this thank book. you um what what are those um you know what what does it mean to be a principled leader and I know you know, there's a little bit of a pun there on the word, right? And, and uh, but but uh, what what is what is what does that mean in terms of the of the vision of your book for yeah. for those that are tuning in? Well, one of the challenges that we face in our field is that we we often are promoting people in education because they do a really good job in their current role, and I think that we don't always give them the coaching that they need. Right? The great English teacher becomes a department chair. The great department chair becomes uh, an academic dean or an AP. Um, a great coach becomes an athletic director. And it's a very different role and it's very different responsibilities. And if you haven't stopped to think about what your core values are and what your sort of North Star and your principles are that guide your decision-making, you just float through this position and you're making decisions based on emotion, based on 
bias based on baggage you're, you're bringing with you uh, because you're not going back to whatever it is that got you there and, and knowing what those are. And that's why I talk in that book about sort of knowing what your values are. And I, I list my three core values that I live by every day um, in uh, integrity, discipline, and courage and, and why those are important to me. Um, and then offering just these principles by which you can make your decisions because otherwise we let circumstances dictate our decision-making and we shouldn't do that because, uh, you know, folks that work in schools know that every day is different. And that's one of the beauties of working in a school. No two days are alike. Uh, and in some ways we're very fortunate because some of those tough days we might not live through if we had to repeat it the next day. Um, but going through that and just listing these principles and being clear in there that, you know, you're not going to follow maybe each one every single day. But if we think about, for example, you know, I mentioned gratitude in there and I was very fortunate um, to talk to one of our friends, uh, mutual friends, Lainey, uh, and, right. and be in her book, uh, Evolving with Gratitude and sort of what that does to bring an attitude of gratitude every day and how that positively impacts your interactions. Because when you are frustrated, which we all become, we're disappointed, we're angry, right? Th those are all feelings that we have. But if your baseline is a feeling of gratitude, mm -hmm. then before you make that decision, you're going to pause, you're going to reflect for a moment, you say, okay, what truly happened? And what is the appropriate response? Not what's the emotional response mm. or what's the appropriate response. So having a clear sense of your core values and then having the principles to guide you, such as gratitude or, you know, I talk about listening to understand, right? So difficult to find folks doing that today. When you turn on the TV, all you hear is people yelling over each other. They're not even yelling at each other. They're yelling over each other. Um, you, you can't have a conversation when that's happening. So what are you doing to listen to people and then empower them? You know, as leaders, you just want to, if you just fix and solve problems for people, you're just going to keep getting more problems because you're the, you're the solution person. You're, you're the one that's solving them. Um, but by listening to understand, you're empowering your people to solve their own problems because you're helping them think through it, talk through it. And that's going to make them a stronger teacher, department chair, leader, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, no, you're fine, man. That's, uh, that, that's, that's beautifully said. One of the things I notice on, um, I think, because and, and, I'm fortunate to follow you on, on Twitter is, is you, you like me, um, are, we, we are consumers uh, mm -hmm. of content uh, as much as we like to put out content. Yeah. Uh, we like to read, we, we like to reflect and, and I will, will occasionally, I'll do this during a workout. Sometimes, um, a thought will come to my mind, or if it's something I'm reading, I'll, I'll, I'll share that. Um, and I know that you've, you've done that, uh, as, as, as well, you've either shared a quote or something you've read in an article mm -hmm. and you've put it out there and then you, you, you tie it to, some level of 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 action whether it, it is a reflective question or whether whether it is again that kind of again that kind of coach rally mm -hmm. you know like all right y'all let's you know what what are we, what are we going to do or how how might we so right. 
what 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 are those things that um, that that are on your bookshelf or or on your Kindle that inspire inspire you? I'm I'm, I'm always curious when when I speak with leaders. Um, you know what? What are those things that that you're reading that 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 motivate you and 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 get you going? And I and I know some of those are are echoed in in your book, Principal Leader. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that I I feel is important for us in education is to look to leaders in other fields. You know, I, I certainly appreciate the books that our colleagues write, and I do think it's important that we learn from each other. I think that we have so much to gain from each other in education. And I truly appreciate the fact that uh, so many folks in education believe there's enough sun for all of us, yeah. right? And that we can su support and promote each other and, and collaborate uh, in the best interest of our students and our faculty. Um, but again, I also like to look at other areas. I, I read um, McKinsey articles uh, almost daily, um, Harvard Business Review, take a look at that. Um, in terms of books, uh, you know, sometimes I do look to military to, to see like Admiral Craven, for example, um, you know, some of his books, um, some of Jocko Willink's books, uh, retired Navy SEAL. Um, and then also looking at the business world, like Great by Choice, Jim Collins. I think, you know, there's some powerful messages in there, you know, as we continue to look at ways that, that we can grow uh, and develop. Um, but then also realizing that I think sometimes I do take myself a little too seriously around that, need to step back. So um, I am looking forward to reading Born to Run. I have not read Bruce Springsteen's biography. I'm going to read that when I get to the beach in two weeks. And then I'm going to see the boss at Camden Yards in September. I've never seen him live. So I'm excited for that. I do think it's important that we uh, sort of step back with our reading sometimes. I I, I agree. Um, I'm, I am... Um... I'm of the same ilk where uh, I'm reading Harvard Business Review. Yeah, uh, I love to read, um, you know, especially non-education books on leadership and, yeah. and culture and and those things. Uh, and, and and when I was at the beach uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I was not allowed to read any of those things. Um, my 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 wife and my daughters made sure that I was reading. Um, you know, I love music biographies. You mentioned yeah. the boss. Uh, that is so cool, man. Um, the, I guess, I guess maybe going on a few months ago, I don't know if you, if you remember, I had Beth uh, Napleton on, mm -hmm. uh, on the podcast. She's a, a, a leadership coach and she is a big fan of, uh, of Springsteen. And I think she has seen the boss 20 sometimes. Oh, wow. I, I, I forget, but, uh, it, it's worth, it's worth revisiting that episode and, and, uh, and follow following her work. So this will be, this will be your first time seeing the boss, huh? It will. It will. I'm looking forward to it. What, uh, let's just go there. Cause it's, it's music, man. Uh, that that's part of this podcast as well. What, what is sure. your go-to Springsteen album or Springsteen song? What is that, that, you know, what are those pieces that you, you gravitate towards? I think Born to Run, I mean, obviously, um, is is a great one. I think, you know, his, um, I, I just really enjoyed what felt like there, just this authentic sort of, here's who I am, you know, which I think mm -hmm. is always the music that we resonate the most with. And I think that's sort of been, I guess you and I can 
probably get up on our soapboxes around today's music versus <laughs> what it used to be, right? We can. Um, which seems more <laughs> about sales and downloads than than anything else. But I just, you know, I felt like you could connect with them, you know? Um, maybe it's because I wasn't, you know, that far from him. Obviously, he's older than me, but growing up in upstate New York and him being in Jersey and and probably a little bit of a connection there. Um, but I think that's a, you know, born to run is a tough one to beat. That's true. And, and, uh, you know, Camden Yards, that's, that's a great place uh, yeah. to, to, to see him and, and to be in that great ballpark and, and seeing someone who is, is an icon and, and I'm with you born to run, you know, that, that's, um, that's hard to beat. but then I would also say too, Bobby, that, 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 and you nailed it is, is, is Springsteen's work. He, he, he does not compromise. Right. You know, so, so you have an album or a song like Born to Run, this anthem, and then, all right, I'm going to do an album like Nebraska, which is going to be very low key and yeah. quiet and subtle. He, he is, he is very authentic to who he is as, as a musician. And, and, and I would also say he's very authentic to who he is as, as a leader and, 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 and a lesson for us to be authentic right. to who we are. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's. And a... I think that is scary at times, right? To say, sort of, how am I going to be received? Yeah. Right. And how much is appropriate to share? You know, you brought up the coaching piece. And um, I used to think that there was no reason for the kids to know what this, what the schedule, practice schedule was. And then I sort of brought that. To, to faculty meetings of, I, I don't want the teachers to see the agenda ahead of time because, you know, they're going to start judging, you know, what we're going to talk about or whatever it is. And it was just, um, you know, I think it's a sign, quite honestly, of immaturity. I think it's also um, a sign of insecurity, you know, because if that many people really don't think we should be having the conversation, then maybe we shouldn't, right? Like you feeling it's important now, maybe it is. There's going to be times where maybe there's going to be differing opinions on that. But, right. you know, um, another friend, a colleague of ours, Stacey Roshan, who worked here with me for several yes. years, um, she and I collaborated on sort of creating these pair deck agendas that were going out to faculty ahead of time that had questions people could answer or ahead of time or comments they could make or things like that. And just realizing that um, just sharing is a great way for people to sort of see who you are. Yeah, And I think that's so important and something that uh, too many leaders are, are hesitant to do. You, you made mention of, of two kind of folks that we, we have in common and, and Lainey Rowell is, is, uh, is dynamite. And we're both kind of, kind of all, all under the, all, and, and, and Stacey Roshan as well. We're all kind of under her, her umbrella of evolving with uh, gratitude and yeah. her book and, and Stacey, who is is one of one of my most favorite people in in the universe? A great, great educator, great leader, great writer, great, great absolutely tech hero. And 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 you 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 um, I, I love that kind of. I, and I'd forgotten about the the whole pair deck thing and and the, and the faculty agendas and 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 that collaborative aspect. I think that's mm -hmm. important for administrators and teachers to. To, to kind of remember and go to the lean on right the other leadership and the other talent 
in in your building again i'm on the springsteen kick now you started it man you know very you know very much like how even though it's bruce springsteen and the e street man yep you know there there are there are folks that he's leaning on you you look at the cover of born to run he is literally leaning on clarence clemens right you know i mean yeah you know, there's that that's i think that's important for us for leaders to remember right absolutely absolutely is that you know um, we need to rely on those folks and to let them know uh, that we need their support. We need to acknowledge when they give us that support and, and provide that, that positive feedback and, you know, really recognize, uh, you know, how we can go the furthest when we do it together. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, musically speaking, and I appreciate uh, you in, in, in our um, pre- podcast uh, communication because uh, I, I have a quite I always have a question like what are you listening to what are those things right. that are your go-to and and you made mention that you you connect music with the work to be done I, yeah. I really I really that that statement just and I, I won't get into the artist just yet but <laughs> what what do you what do you mean by that I it resonated with me in a big right. way um you know so for me I just think about what the task is that, or, you know, what I am, what I, where my focus needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I think having some classical in the background when I'm working on a letter or something along those lines to the, to the community, um, working on a, a meeting agenda, whatever it may be, um, just sort of something quiet in the background that that's there. Um, mm -hmm. while I have this focused intent on, on what needs to be done there. Um, then there's other work that, you know, I don't enjoy as much like doing the dishes uh, after dinner. Uh, yeah. My wife and I have the deal of whoever cooks, the other one cleans. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, if that's happening, like I've said, I've, I've put on some music that is, is going to take me to a different place where I, you know, have some good memories or just sort of uplifting or, or thinking about that, usually a little bit um, quieter. I don't want to break any dishes, um, but sort of a little more mellow, things like that. Um, and then in my morning workout routine, I want something that is going to be loud and, and motivating. Um, and again, it's still connected to joy. Uh, you know, concerts I attended and or music of my childhood, but um, it's got a little bit more of a, a pace, you know, faster pace and and drum that's going to, you know, push me through in that hour. Right on. And uh, I I appreciate your your musical choices here. I mean, for your, your 90s rock for morning workout, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Metallica, Alice in Chains. That's that's some heavy stuff, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> it wow. goes back to um I, I was at Lollapalooza 92 uh Pearl Jam Red Hot Chili Peppers you know were there it was that was quite a show um that I still uh recall fondly um so enjoy thinking about that um and then nice. Metallic on there who I saw probably 15 20 years ago just put on a great show and just you know again it's 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 pumping music that's pushing you through in that workout I, uh, yeah, I, I have a little bit of Zeppelin and a little bit of Beastie Boys um, yeah. that, that, and, and the Who. I, I fall more towards the cla classic rock, and I guess I wouldn't put Beastie Boys in that, that cat, although they, they've been around now, I guess. That's so true. Uh, but uh, if, if folks want to connect with you and, uh, and, and follow you uh, through social media, what, what are those um, 
what are those places that sure. uh, you, you want to be connected with? I'm on Twitter um, at Bobby Policino. Uh, you can also connect to me through uh, my email, bobbypolicino at gmail.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Bobby Policino as well. Um, and then also have a website. If anybody wants to subscribe to my biweekly newsletter, um, Principal Leader, um, you can subscribe through my website, um, bobbypolicino.com. Yeah, your, your newsletter, um, and I recommend um, folks uh, sign up for that because your newsletter is is just as refreshing and, and in-depth and intentional as uh, as your book, Principal Leader. And uh, and how, b- besides those venues, where 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 can folks find your book and order your, your book, Principal Leader? Picture uh, viewing. They can order at amazon.com. Uh, it's, it's right there, Principal Leader by Bobby Policino, um, and certainly would appreciate folks um, taking a look. And thank you again to Sean for, for reading it ahead of time and endorsing. I really appreciated the, the feedback you shared and your thoughts on that. Very, very honored, uh, honored by that. Um, Bobby, I am always fulfilled and enriched each time that we we communicate. Um, I, I hope that as... Um, as you get into the the beginning of the school year and all of the things that we as principals have to endure, I, mm-hmm. I hope that all of your your various missions are are accomplished as you prepare for for another another school year. And uh, I also when when, you, when are you seeing the boss? When are you going again? It's in September. Wow! So I expect a full report uh, <laughs> and and review on on that show. And uh, I I know it's it's gonna be because uh, he what is it he he does like three hours man yeah well that's why I had to go to a uh, he was also coming to Nats Park around the same time and I, was, I think that was uh, on a Sunday before back to school meeting so I had to opt for September on a Saturday so I yeah. knew I could be my my best self on yeah. Monday <laughs> yeah yeah that. Uh, that that was a wise leadership move. That's uh, very very prudent. Uh, the the philosophers are are smiling down upon you uh, right now for exhibiting some cardinal virtues uh, there. So um, I I'm again very grateful that you're here, folks. Uh, this is Bobby Policino. He is the author of Principal Leader. I really recommend if you are looking for an intentional reflective book from someone who is in the trenches and someone who does lead with his most authentic self, I do recommend this book. It's a good, quick read, but it's the kind of read that, you know, you go back and go, wait a minute, did Bobby just say that? Or in in a good way, or like, wow, I gotta, I gotta find out more uh, about, about where this quote comes from. So Bobby, thank you so much uh, for being here on the podcast. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciated it. Take care. Friends, this is the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. Um, Man, don't forget to share with the world your dreams and your visions and your ideas. The world needs them. And also the world needs you to lead with your most authentic self in service of others, just like my man and my brother, Bobby. Thank you so much. I hope to catch you on the flip side.